What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors podcast, number 49. I am Nick Beto. I'm Flash. And I'm Jared. He never, never, ever says Timmy. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. Come on. It's a great time of year. You see the TV? Yeah, it's hockey season. A little bit of playoff hockey playoff going hockey. right now. Wild got the dub. It's a big dub right there. Momentum. By the time, yeah, no. By the time this airs, it'll be uh, game two of the series. Yeah, down in Dallas. Is uh, is somebody going to what game four or three? Uh, number three. Game three over there. Yeah, that'll was, be a fun one. I was a little buzzed up and bought some tickets, so we're gonna go. At least it's on a Friday. That's good. Should be a good game too. First home game of the playoff series. I hope it's a good game three. Yeah. So, yeah, we got the Wild up one nothing. The Jets are playing tonight. Hope they win because I want to play them next round. That'll be fun to watch them play next <laughs> round. Just a little bit of sports talk to start this one off. But the actual topic of this week is going to be – it's, it's going to be all fishing related. But I want to start off with – something else completely random i want to give a shout out to the angry gentleman at taco john's uh this afternoon uh so we were at work and our foreman went to lunch it's taco john's and uh he pulls up to the to the drive-thru and there's this this guy wearing like a like a biker jersey type thing and then like a like a hat like a vest and like yeah yeah, kind of looks like a biker guy. I oh. think he said it was like a fedora. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. weird. But a biker jacket. Okay. But he's got his phone out and he's videoing. <laughs> and this guy is just going off about, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, what are you doing? Pull up here. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're, this is a disgrace. Blah, blah, blah. And then Brandon is Wait. his name. The the biker guy was inside? No, no he, he was, was outside. Like oh. In the drive-thru. Like talking to people in the drive-thru. people. Oh, then, boy. And then Brandon pulls up <laughs> to the window, and I'm company not going to say what company we work for, but it's the company that we work for. And he's like, oh, hey, yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> I'm going to get blank in, you know, this is perfect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. <laughs> Brandon's looking at him, and he's like, what the hell is this guy doing, you know? And then he's like, this is perfect. Yeah, you. And he states our company name. And then he says, you guys are just just, just price gouging so you can come out here and eat your damn fast food. And Brandon just starts laughing. He's like, uh, all right. Like, whatever. And then, and then he's like, Brandon gets his food. And as he's driving away, the guy's like, he's like, yeah, go on and keep laughing, you fat piece of shit. Just ripping him, and Brandon's just, he's like, what do you do? He's like, okay, should I have rolled down the window? Probably not. But no, but you can't, I don't know. There's nothing you could say is just enjoy the fact that some people are just going out there saying things that they somewhat <laughs> believe in. and he, he, The odds of, of this guy getting work done by us for himself is probably like, what, one in a million maybe? Oh, yeah, he... Uh, he probably lives at home with his parents. He's like a 50-year-old dude. 
Probably lives at home in the basement. Doesn't know a parents job. house. Parents' house. <laughs> we went over there to change a light bulb or something, and he just pissed. Probably cost him one, two extra, <laughs> too many dollars. But that, that was my little random tidbit. It was, and then as he's driving away, <laughs> he, Brandon goes, yeah, I should have rolled down the window and asked him what his channel was to see where I could listen to that or watch that. <laughs> like, where, where, where do you post something like that? Oh, on Facebook, probably. Like, what, what is Keyboard it, just, Warriors on Facebook. But And then he said when he pulled up, the guy came across the street, and he was... There was a bunch of construction guys across the street. He's like, I'm sure he was over there yelling at them. Oh, and then his other line was, yeah, you're price gouging. You're ruining America. Like, what? You freaking oh. wingnut. Like, what do you mean you're ruining America? Yeah, you're out here working. <laughs> Angry elf. <laughs> Some people just, just don't get it. Just attacking the blue collar trade. Yeah. Jealous much? We're not good enough, apparently. No. He'd fix it himself. Well, and then when we were talking about it, Timmy goes, well, if he's sitting there complaining, why doesn't he come do this job? <laughs> and you can see why we are, and I put it in quotes, price gouging. And the fact is, like, Brandon, he'll go to Taco John's and, like, get a $6 meal. Yeah, price gouging so he can eat his fast food. Way to go. Yeah, it's not that expensive to eat out unless you make it that expensive to go out and eat out every single day. And All right, I got a roundtable question. And, and all during this episode, if you guys have anything like that, like a, like a question pops in your head or anything, just blurt it out. We're just kind of floating it. with it this time. We had originally planned to do a um, a turkey episode this week, and myself and Jacob are a part of a uh, water rescue team, and we had a call. So as I'm driving down there, about an hour from here, as I'm on my way down there, I'm trying to get stuff lined up so Wixo can come in and host, and, and you guys can come and be on. And then I get about a little bit over halfway there, and I had to turn around. Or I, they called called it off. They The, the situation was resolved. And uh, so I was able to turn around and come back up here and... By that time, the turkey episode, those plans fell through. So here we are. Turkey season is still going on right now. It's, uh, what's the day today? The 18th. The 18th. So this is actually air on the 19th. So turkey season is definitely still in full swing. Um, I haven't been out yet. I don't know if you guys have. We, we can dabble in turkeys a little bit here. Uh, it'll be real quick for me. I never have actually hunted out for turkeys but my brother got to do a youth hunt through the national wildlife turkey a confederation or something i don't know if that sounds right i think that's right and if it's not sorry our uh, we're not perfect you get paired with a human yeah you get paired with a guide and what's up with you what's up with you and your brother and guided stuff you guys ever do anything by yourselves no i'll (laughs) one day we'll talk about pheasant hunting and that's cheating uh, we get to shoot hens. Anything flies, it dies because we go to game farms. Wow, you literally t- you take that literally. If it flies, it it's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, owl, yeah, owl, <laughs> nah, whatever. Except the so no fly zone, baby. Except the eagles, they, those can fly. Yeah, that you'd probably get in some trouble there. Yeah. Anyway, back to your guided. But my brother 
it, he, it was a youth hunt. So he was, I don't, I think I was too young to have a, a firearm safety. So my brother had just gotten his firearm safety and dad was like, Hey, you guys want to try some turkey hunt? We can sign you up for a, a youth hunt. It's, they put it on and it's a local thing and we're like, yeah, sure. And our address and one of the guys that would take out the dad and the child that was hunting uh, was actually really close to one of the guys that was going to be taking us out. So we actually got paired with him, a neighbor that we knew pretty well, and we actually just had to drive over to his place, which is just across the the field, nothing too far, and we actually went on his backyard and hunted turkeys out there. But uh, Successful or unsuccessful? Uh, he had two shots, two different times, unsuccessful on it. Uh, the first time, the gun jammed after the first shot, and uh, the second time, I think he uh, got a little too excited. Um, the first time, he was sitting in a blind. The second time, he was leaning up against a tree, sitting up against a tree, so it's a little bit difficult to get a shotgun pulled up and a decent shot off. Well, they got pretty, correct me if I'm wrong, but they got pretty wicked eyesight. Yes, they do. That's like their, that's like their strength. Yep. That's one of their biggest strengths is that they got some good eyesight. So unsuccessful for me, I, I got to watch it all happen. It was, it's really cool watching somebody call in turkeys and you get two big toms running across the field, strutting all the way across and just sucks that you can't always capitalize on things, but. Well, like I say, when the Beetle Guide Service slogan is, uh, it's either called hunting and not killing or fishing and not catching. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Yeah, well, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm going to make that into a sticker. I will buy that sticker. I'm going to buy like three of them for Timmy and put them on the Ranger. I haven't put a sticker on it yet. Dude, we need like a, like a. Like a gag magnet, like a like a goofy North Bros sticker or something that we can go around and tag each other's cars with. That could be a fun game. Yeah. What could it say? Hmm. I only go on guided trips. That's gonna be one. That one will be stuck to my truck forever. <laughs> then that's gonna be a real sticker for your truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what else it could say. I only catch the small fish. That's a good one. You can't eat the antlers. It's like a, That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one, it's too. It's like a meme page. I gotta take a shot at Jacob here. He, uh, last couple years in, in bow season, for sure the last two years, I might even be the last three, he always enters in this uh, big buck contest. And if he were here right now, he'd be cutting me off and telling me, you know, he'd be giving me a spew of, I don't know, some nonsense coming out of his mouth, I'm sure. I'm just kidding, Jake. We miss you, buddy. Um, but he always enters in that, and then the guy only goes out like three times, four times a year, waiting like, for the big one. Yeah, it only takes one yeah. time. I can't really talk like I can't sit here and bash him for one because he's not here, so it's not fair. But number two, he's actually killed a deer with a bow. I have not. I haven't killed anything with a bow. I did just buy a new sight for my bow. I didn't tell Caitlin about that yet. I don't think she heard you the first time. So uh, she just good. gave me the the, the side eye. We'll, oh. we'll talk about it later. It's only like 50 bucks. Jared, uh, my uncle, he 
he's been on a few podcasts. He just bought a new one for his bow. He bought uh, bought a single pin uh, slider that, uh, or no, sorry, I want to. I think it's a dial instead of a slider. But he he'll be able to shoot out to a hundred yards now. Hmm. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those are pretty sweet sights. The one that he had before was another single pin that he was able to shoot out to eighty. So, like right now, I can only I only have a uh, a four pin sight, and it's ten, twenty, no, sorry, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. So my longest shot's fifty, and I've taken a few pokes at sixty, but you're kind of guessing because you don't have a pin or nothing to go off of. But now we're kind of getting off onto a a bow tangent here. But back to turkeys, bringing the uh, we can tie the bow into turkeys because I plan on using my bow for turkeys this year. Are you going to use the guillotine or a fixed broadhead? You know what I mean by the guillotine. I I'd be I lying. Don't know how good of a shot are you? How good am I? Yeah, define like, define good. Like I don't know, hitting like a hockey puck consistently. Uh, yeah. So they make a, so you, yeah. a, a mechanical bra head that when you shoot it, it flips open, and I kid you not, it's, what is it? I don't <laughs> know like, how. That's how, like four inches, like, wide? Yeah, yeah it's like that's three, how, yeah, it opens up, it's like three or four inches. And well, it you take chops the head, the off? head off. Yeah. yeah. Can't they live without a head? <clears throat> um, eh, they'll just flop around for a while. <laughs> where, okay, where are you? I'm new to turkey hunting. So, first of all, with with a shotgun, are you using slug or are you no, using turkey load? Turkey load. It's, Tur- it's turkey like load, yeah. Not as big, big as buckshot, but a little bit smaller. Like, bigger than tee shot, smaller than buckshot, if anybody knows sizes about M- that. Most people that are going to be listening to this, most of them should know what, what, what that means and... For those of you that don't, that's the, the the classification of the size of the BBs inside the shell. Correct. And there's there's a bunch. There's target load. There's yeah. Target load is like I think the smallest that I've ever seen shooting trap is eight shot, which that's really fine little shot. Um, a lot of people use like six to four to. Yeah, six to four shot for duck hunting or upland bird hunting, um, like pheasants, grouse. And then geese, you get into the the BB and the triple B. And then it's tee shot above that. And then then it's like a turkey load, which I think tee shot was originally intended for turkey hunting. And then I think there's technically an F shot, but I don't think you can find that anywhere. And then you get up to the buck shot, which is like, what, six or seven BBs in one? In one, one, like three and a half shell. Yeah. Versus in a two and three quarter number eight shot, you got like, I'd say if you went a little heavy on the salt and you got a big like tablespoon amount of BBs, it's pretty. That's a, that's a good good comparison yeah i've never thought of it like that that's a really good comparison yeah like you dump a tablespoon of salt in your hand and that's like eight shot pretty much and then you get slugs yep slugs yep. are at the, at the top and then how would you describe a slug 
a big, bullet out of a shotgun. A big lead ball, basically. Pretty much With that comes out of a, on it. that comes out of a shotgun. Yeah, the size of the barrel, like what a quarter or dime or something. Yeah, yeah, probably. You don't want to be in front of that. Dime. Yeah. You don't want to be in front of that when it's coming at you. That'll punch a hole in something. Absolutely. Probably two. In and out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Timmy, you do any turkey hunting ever or anything? So we went out last f- spring, and it was, like, late season, and it was pretty picked over. There's a lot of – it was a big pressured area. State land? State land, yeah. Yeah. And this is the this is a podcast chain. It it came a thing like seven, no, four or five, six a while ago. I have to wear it when I do podcasts now. Cameraman Cub would be disappointed if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yet he didn't wear it. I don't know. I've never seen him wear it. Yeah, he told me when I got this one that you have to wear this and if I ever catch you not wearing it, I'm taking it back. And I've seen him. So he didn't wear it to the force game. No, he didn't. Last I was weekend. just said you were wearing yours. Of course, I was wearing mine. Come on, I, everyone's. We've talked about the podcast game before. It's got a pistol on the end. Every once in a while, like I go through a drive-through and I'll forget it, and I'm like, oh god, these guys probably think I'm a thug. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, they really don't. They're like, what is this clown doing? So when you were turkey hunting, are you using what you using shotguns? Uh, we were bow hunting. Oh, you were using a bow. Yep. So did you have any chances where they, so, so so what's what, what's your strategy? Like say you know, you wake up in the morning and do you know where they were at the night before and you're going to go in and how close to them are you going to get? Are you going to call at them? What what do you what are you doing um, with the bow? We set up like really early in the morning at like dark cuz they usually they're roosting in the trees. We kind of like set up in an open field or like a big grass area between some trees and um out of a blind or we were sitting in a blind but you guys ever seen the ghost blinds yep those mirror oh the goat the mirror ones you're talking yep i have actually the guy that we hunted with he just bought one because it just came out and he had it set up somewhere and all of a sudden i about tripped over it we were walking through the woods, and it was afterwards, and he's like, yeah, check that out over there. And I, I'm like, check what out? And walked right up to it. Didn't even know it was there. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I've seen them on social media a couple times. So. What kind were you using? Just a... I've got a three-sided, uh, or it's a four-sided, but I've got a three-sided look, like the straight see-through ones. How do you like that? It's nice. I've seen those, It does but... not block the wind at all. I suppose. So is that... Like, is it pretty durable, though? Like, can you leave it up? Mm. No. I've never left it up, but... Those aren't... What What? What, what do you What do you got to pay to get one of those? That's like 150 200 Yeah, 160 bucks. Something like that? For it. So you're in your blind. Yep. And so now, what What are you running for calls? Are you mouth calling? Are you... So I got a, a set of three mouth calls, and then I've got... A chalk block and a, a box. Call. Scratch board and a box. Yep. What's your favorite one? I like the box call. It's the easiest one to figure so, out and use, I think. One thing that I've heard people do, and as I have said multiple times before, this is my first year turkey hunting. One thing that I've heard that guys say, because I've been watching YouTube videos trying to like learn how to call, and they say... Uh, 
you should take your box call and if you're if you're using a mouth call take your box call and tune your mouth call you don't necessarily want it to sound exactly the same but you want it to closely resemble the box call so i don't know if all i have is the mouth calls i haven't picked up a a box call yet but i think i'm gonna try and get one just so i can you know tune my mouth call so to speak right and then kind of getting like the practice on multiple different calls just at the point i mean if you're sitting out on a tree and just camo you want the least amount of movement so like the mouth call would be like the best thing but if you're in a blind and have the movement freedom to the as much as you can but so did you have any move in on you when you were in this blind no it was really windy and rainy pretty much the whole week that we had to hunt so i've heard that the the cold and rainy not necessarily the windy but the cold and rainy days are like one of the biggest days they move supposed to be really good for turkey hunting yeah i i I, from the videos youtube videos and hunting shows that i've seen it's never a bluebird day where they're it, it doesn't ever seem like it's a perfect day to be out hunting it's it's always that cold crappy um the meat eater i don't know if you guys have ever watched him on netflix or anything but he did one where he was turkey hunting i don't remember where he was i think it was out west or something and when i think in that episode he shot his turkey when it was windy and cold and blowing and it's like the days that he was out there and he's one to go out and not care if he doesn't shoot something. So he was putting a valid effort in and it paid off on the coldest, windiest day that he was out there. So where, where are you aiming? Like if you got one that's fanned up and he's standing directly in front of you, are you trying to trying to center punch his chest? Are you trying to, Trying to take his head off? Yeah, like, you can what do you... shoot him. For what I've looked up, you can shoot him straight on above the chest plate. You can shoot him right at, like, the joint of their wing. That's another good spot. And then you can shoot him in the ass, basically. That's another... I guess it's a good shot if you can... If that's the only thing you can take. Well, generally, I would assume that they're going to be... Well, it depends. If you're running decoys... So that's another one where you run in decoys. Yeah, we had four hens, uh, Strutter Tom, and then um, a Jake. And what kind of, are you running like, uh, because I know there's several different, well, there's tons of different decoys you can get. Right. Are you running like the the full body ones? Are you running like the the flat paper looking ones? What are you? Uh, They were all full body. And I don't even know what brands. I mean, what are some turkey, do you know? I don't know. AVNX, there you got. They're very big in the uh, waterfall. Decoy. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I say AVNX because they're big in the waterfall, and um, they can they can handle some abuse, and they stay pretty nice. Um, I know that we we have, my brother has a AVNX, I think it's a Jake or a Hen. Maybe he's got both, I don't remember. Uh, turkey decoy. I know they're a little bit more expensive, but I think the quality of them are really nice, and so here's a here's I just looked it up. Here's some 
or avian X is, is one of the most popular ones. They got they got feeder hens. They've got lay down hens. Uh, there's some Dave Smith decoys. Uh, the Montana decoy, a wild tom. Uh, Flexstone Thunder Creeper Turkey decoy. Uh, Flambo has some. Good the Flambo. The Flambo Heather Flex. Um, Mojo Outdoors. Uh, shoot and scoot and shoot. I mean, so there's. Oh, that one's kind of cool. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. And he's actually got a. I got my mixer plugged in here, but he. The gun goes <laughs> through, and it's like. Yep, a, those mojos are actually supposed to be pretty popular. Yeah, that thing and looks sweet. They work pretty good, I guess. No, aren't there. Maybe this isn't a thing. Maybe I'm going to sound like a complete idiot. But aren't there decoys for turkey hunting that you can sneak them? You literally sneak with them? Yep. Yep, I've seen mm-hmm. those. Yeah, they're the fan ones. The big, yeah, the big fan, fan ones. That's what yep. I was looking for. And they they sneak right up 10 yards away and push it over and sit up and shoot. Yeah, I've heard using a bow, as we said earlier, is very, very difficult. Uh, that, that That's kind of, I mean, I, I Pretty aggressive I mean, for a bow to try to sneak on a on a turkey especially if you've never actually have successfully bagged one it might be more of a challenge not right. impossible but i'm stubborn though so i'll try it those are the they're like foam that's one of the sets and then we've got a hard plastic tom as a strutter oh, 34 bucks that ain't bad and then the tom has a detachable tail so they say if you can if you get one and then have an extra fan. You can take the realistic Tom fan and put it on it, and it makes the decoy better. But I suppose that's. I want. I want to see this video of you sneaking on a turkey. Can I, I come out there and, and video it? You know, we are actually going to try to video it. Uh, me, Mike, and Sean are going together, and we're going to try to try to film it. But I am not going to be sneaking. I'm going to be sitting in a blind, making some what the turkeys are going to think is a god-awful sound with my mouth call, and maybe I can get one to come in. You never know. <laughs> sometimes they're really, really smart, and sometimes they're just really dumb. I hope I get a dumb one. Or a smart one. I guess either a smart one might... Taste like, better? Get, get ju- <laughs> a smart one might get just close enough and go, hmm, nope. <laughs> You'll see me move or something. Yeah, run away. Yeah. And a dumb one... I don't know. I don't know. I honestly never thought that I would turkey hunt. I was kind of, kind of thought that turkey hunting was, you know, <clears throat> like why? I'm not kind of, I'm never gonna get excited for a turkey. But after doing research and looking into it, it does actually look like it could be a lot of fun. So hopefully we can get out and at least get one or two. I mean, if all three of us don't fill, is what it is. We did the party application, so every year from here on out we'll do that, and so. For those of you that don't know what the party application is, is you apply for a tag basically with a buddy or a couple buddies, and either you all draw or none of you draw. So, but that's pretty much all I got for turkeys. So, that's kind of turkey talk part one. We're going to have a turkey talk part two. Actually, uh, Jared was talking to me earlier today, and he's planning a South Dakota turkey hunt. You can go down and go up in the hills. Well, hills, I'd be 
an interesting. I don't, I don't remember exactly where he said he was going. He just said he was going down there, and and he said that at going after him in that different terrain is, is going to be fun. Yeah, that'd be an interesting seat, interesting hunt for sure. He's hunted turkeys before. He has. He's. I, th- I want to say he's killed three or four, and mm-hmm. and he has a really cool video that I'm going to try to get from him here, um, where he. He, he he pulls up on the road and he sees the this this Tom way down the the driveway, and uh, he backs up and parks, um, parks back a little, pulls up, unloads his blind, unloads everything he needs, backs the truck up, gets the truck out of the way, runs back in. I don't I don't even remember if he had a decoy or not, <clears throat> but he 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 sets everything up, climbs in the blind, and he's got his GoPro and he's filming it. And he starts just just wailing on this call, and this Tom just turns and runs basically right to him, and he gets up with the bow, draws back, done, dead bird. Hmm. Like it was like a, he said it happened so fast, it it was it was insane that that, that it actually worked. But hmm. like I said, that that's Turkey Talk Part One. Uh, we're gonna have another turkey episode coming up here. Um, so the second half of this episode, I wanted to get into some fishing stuff. Lakes are starting to open up. Yep. Ice report that I saw just today was from Ottertail. I think it was Sheriff County, County Sheriff, uh, Rush Lake and Ottertail over by Ottertail Lake. I think it was about, they had an aerial view. It looks like they sent up a drone and took a couple of pictures of the access there. That's right off of, I believe it's 78, I think, or 79, that that road that goes from Perm to Ottertail, there's that access on Rush Lake, and it was about 100 yards out from the access. There's that river there with the current, which helps open it up, but it looked like the edges were pretty much gone, mm. and it was very, very dark ice. And now that, uh, now that these lakes are starting to open up, we don't even really need... I mean, it's not going to get cold again. I mean, today, right now, it's, uh, right now it's 48. And I mean, we that that's melting ice, but we don't even need it to get super warm to melt it. Now that it's open, we just need wind, and the wind's gonna wind eat that ice away very, very fast. Right? Have you seen the Malax Lake incidents with wind, where uh, they have cabins probably about hundred yards to two hundred yards away, and the ice will literally tsunami into the cabins, break out patio doors and everything. I have seen that. It's kind of crazy. The videos on YouTube, on Facebook mainly, is where I've seen it. I mean, how how would you like that for uh, beginning of lake season every year is rebuilding your lakefront shed? <laughs> your sliding glass windows and your nice cabin is just shattered every spring. Yeah, on, on, the, on the plus side, you could redesign it, <laughs> have a different layout every single spring. <laughs> there you go. But with the ice coming off and being gone, ice fishing is done. We've been done for quite a while. What do you guys do for storing your gear in the wintertime what do you do for keeping mice out what do you do to your rods what do you do with your augers your houses what's your whole end of season process so for me keeping mice out if i'm going to store something where it's in the garage like portables um open it up and after as you're putting it away take dryer sheets and load the thing up with dryer sheets um scented ones preferably because the mice do not like dryer sheets and um like the flip open 
the sled portables, the flip overs in between each crease where you push in that fabric, throw one or two of them into there. Um, for the hubs, typically what I've done is you just wrap them up in it, throw them in the bag, keeps them out pretty good, and then try to keep it off the ground. Yeah, that's like the, the biggest thing. Houses. Uh, I know helping with Dad's ice cast, uh, Yeti, getting that changed over from winter to fishing to summer to camping, that can be cleaning everything out, you know, storing all the tackle away. Um, we got storage room where we can just throw it on the shelf and it's out of the way then and you can get camping supplies in there which is really not much more than what you have for ice fishing maybe a couple big chairs and way you go with that um for batteries what do you guys do for batteries um i fully charge it and then disconnect it from my deucer and pretty much just let it sit till next till the fall what was the question what do you do with batteries? batteries? Nothing. You do you charge them up or? Nope. Last year, <laughs> I forgot about them. Like once ice fishing was done and it was four wheeling season and I was done ice fishing, I uh, uh, got all that stuff away, put put all that stuff away. And I don't do any of the dryer sheets or anything like that. I have a shed that I put my stuff in. So I'll open it up. I'll take a towel and, and, and a spray if it smells in there or whatever. Like right now, it probably smells in there. There's... My whole bottom of my sled is full of water, and I'll open that up probably this coming weekend. I'll open that up. Ooh, excuse me. I'll open it up. I'll wipe it all out. I'll get everything, put in my organizers, get my – I put my ice suit in there. I put everything that I want to put in there. I put in the the sled, close it up, cover it up. Hub houses, don't do any dryer sheets or anything with those either. I just take them and, and uh, set them up, air them out, and then they go in the shed. Uh, my augers, now it's not such a problem anymore with, with not running the gas augers or, any, like, or the propane ones or even the propane ones were maintenance-free, really. I mean, you check the oil at the beginning of every season and change out the blades if you have to. Um, but for the houses, yeah, like I said, they just go in the shed. Um, and I've never, knock on wood, I've never had a mouse problem in that shed. And... Everything that shed is basically just ice fishing equipment. I mean, in the there's there's six or yeah six augers. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six ice houses, uh, buddy heaters, propane tanks. Everything is in there. And as far as my rods go, I I'm not big on. Uh, D-lining them and, and doing all that. I try and switch out my line every two to three years. And this next year will probably be, I don't know, year three or four of me switching or not switching out my line. Maybe uh, bring your reels all into shields and they'll do it for you. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with them. Like my li- I, I As long as there's no memory in the line. Cut 40 feet off of it. Just let it ride. Yeah, and then yeah, all my tackle. That's typically what I do. Yeah. All my tackle goes in there. Um, I even leave the lures on. Like I said, I open all the bales on my rods, but then I put that bag away and it just, it'll sit there until early ice next year when I'm deer hunting and seeing people ice fishing and not having any luck with deer, then I'll go dig it all out and she'll be ready to go. There's really no prep work. I mean, other than opening it up, getting your ice suit out and putting your, your, uh, 
I, I, I don't put my propane tanks in there. I said I did, but I actually don't. I actually use those, like, on the grill and whatnot. But, uh, and for the, the heater on the pop-up camper. But I won't have to worry about that this year. Maybe. Maybe. Might still, might still use it for old time's sake, but. Maybe if you got a guest up there. You can use it when you come, Flash. Yes. <laughs> you, and per, you and Priscilla can have it all to yourselves. We can even throw the air conditioner in. I was just going to say, can I set up the air conditioner in it? The, the one that, that I won't, it won't take that long to build. Flash. Oh, it won't take that long four hours later. Hey, it was nice and cool that night. I will say that on that. It works. We were sweating putting it in, and it was after dark. And, oh, yeah, that that was so nice to sleep next to that. Yeah, I thought Flash was like, woke up. I woke up the next morning, I look over, Flash ain't move, and I had to go over and, like, poke him, make sure he was still alive and not an ice block. Hmm. We'll probably do a video on that this summer. I should pop that thing up and, and do a DIY uh, how to build a how to AC. put how to put an AC in a pop up? Yeah, that'd be a good one. There we go, rambling again. But yeah, that's what I do for storing my stuff. Um, my snowmobile. I don't do anything special with that. I actually fill it up with uh, premium ninety one, and I put it on the casters and park it in the shop. Any stabilizer in it? Nope. Uh, every every summer, like the last two summers, uh, or well, I guess last summer. Did I just buy that thing last year? I think so. Yeah. So last summer, I started it in the middle of the summer. Well, yeah. It'll I think be... I was there when you started it. Oh, this will be your full season with it this year. This last winter was your full season with it, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, I, yeah, no. No stabilizer. No nothing like that. The only thing that I've had to do to that sled, I had a belt blow out on it, and then I had to replace all the spark plugs. Hmm. That's it. So you it. don't tighten the track or anything for... No? Hmm. Is it gonna bite me in the ass? Probably. Yeah. But <laughs> that's a future you problem. Correct. And if it makes me mad, I'll just—I've already gotten my monies out of that thing. That thing has been awesome. Oh yeah. But I mean, it'll haul me and Mike around no problem, and we're not small small dudes. There's no suspect that that that's shock on the bottom. Now that should probably be replaced because it's probably like a like a slinky i mean if you were to take it off and hold it it would probably just sit there and flop back and forth there's no resistance on it anymore whatsoever Nah, it's not that bad but what do you do for your your stuff dry it out put it away and i just leave it in the guest room in our apartment so or our townhouse oh perfect you don't gotta worry about mice hopefully and then the heater and the auger still in the garage so I've got a shelf. They just sit on the top shelf, so pretty much out of my way. So what about summer fishing? So you put the ice fishing stuff away. What are you doing for Minnesota fishing opener is less the, less than a month away. Yeah, what is it? Let me Google it. I got it. 13th? I was just going to say, 14th, I think it's like 15th? weekends of Mother's Day. Sounds familiar to me, but Minnesota fishing opener, 2023 is not popping up like it should. <laughs> um, I'm thinking it's the 15th. Minnesota's governor's fishing opener is the 12th and 13th. So, yeah, that's fishing opener. Mm. So, the 12th and 13th. So, the 12th. Let's just let's just go to the DNR website and look it up. <laughs> uh, 13th is the fishing opener. 
So that's um should be a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yep. It sounds right. Usually a Saturday. May twelfth is a Friday. The thirteenth is a Saturday. Yep. So the thirteenth. So we are less than a month away. Well, what? So what are you guys doing for prepping for Minnesota? Well, fishing opener in general, open water fishing. And what are your opening day fishing plans, if you have any? I I'll go first. I don't have any. I don't get out as much as <clears throat> as I do in the winter. But every once in a while, I'll borrow Grant's boat, and I'll take that out. And then uh, we do have kayaks. I would like to do some more kayak fishing this year. Um, but as far as fishing opener, I will not be going on opener this year. I'll be uh, doing something else. <laughs> uh, fishing opener for me is uh, pretty pretty similar. I, I got nothing going on, nothing planned. I uh, grew up in Lakes Country, so fishing opener is one of those weekends where you just don't go out because boat ramps are not fun to be at when everybody's there and uh, I nobody. I think they're fantastic. They're, they're super fun to watch, but <laughs> they, uh, if you're trying to get out and get fishing, it's not yeah, the weekend. Just a lot of people. It's just not the weekend to go out. Go out second or third weekend if you want to go out right away in the year. It's like the the, the first couple weeks that the rainy's open. It just it's full of people. Yeah, that's already. That, going in there that preseason uh, while i ended on friday yeah last week okay so it, it's been they've been fishing up there for a while yeah they've been fishing for since uh the 8th of april i think is when parts of the river opened and then the two major like intersections that are feeding part of the river opened up and there's now there's just a bunch of ice flooded in so so do you guys do anything for like preparing your rods for open water because i'll go first again i don't they're up in the rafters in the garage right now and they're all lined up lures on them they're ready to roll i've got four rods that i use i've got three uh spinner reels and one bait caster and the bait caster is what i pull my cranks with and the other ones i got a jig on one uh spinner on the other one and uh i think i have another crankbait on the no third Lindy's. one i have lindy's but i do not have any rigged up because i i i I don't know. I'm probably completely backwards on this, but I I usually use Lindy's mid to late summer. Yeah, you're probably right. Starting though. off, I like to do the the pitching jigs with uh, a white Mister Twister and a shiner. Yeah, that's that's not a bad setup for early season. I will say that open water fishing. I have gone out in the past with buddies, and we go out to. Uh, local lakes before like as the ice goes out and the water temp gets up to about that 40 degrees we go and hit the crappies pretty hard and and try to smack some crappies and get some pre-fishing in for before season uh no not not legally no Uh, it's fun to get in there and if you can get out in the boat pre-season it is nice to get out and actually fish for yeah the water's open Pretty much free yep. game to the whole lake, which is nice. Yeah, it's pretty fresh too. Nothing, no weed lines yet. Really, it's it's like the pencil fish paradise. Yeah, yeah, pencil reeds that you see out there, and and you know those shoreline breaks. Typically, you know, you right right off that whatever depth they're at at the time, and just as fun to get out and 
go fishing. Sometimes you hook into a northern, and that's always fun to Just catch a them. large panfish. Yeah. <laughs> the slimy snot rocket. Typically, the ones we hook into are less than 20 inches, so they're little rocket. hammer handles. What are your guys' biggest pike? Uh, Mine like, is the one I caught in Devil's Lake this year. Uh, 31 and a quarter. I don't even know. I've, I think the largest one I caught was when we were up my first year up in Devil's Lake. I, I, I don't you, even know if we measured that one. I think that one went back down the hole because it <laughs> twisted up all of our lines, and I was so pissed off at it. So I'm I glad just, I'm not the only one that's like... Like I usually don't, but this one, like you could tell that he was he was Just a tank. A big one, he yeah. was a tank. Yeah. And they I mean some guys are like, Yeah, you in a tank. I'm like, yeah, it's a tank to me. It's a nice one. I mean I mean some of those northern are pretty decent, so Yeah, I don't I don't have an official record on a northern for me. What about walleyes? Twenty three and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say like low twenties, probably like twenty two. I don't know. Through the ice, 25. Open water, 28. You and Jacob are the only ones that I know that separate them. It's well, different. I just It is different. It's different. and So I guess I understand it, but mine are all grouped together. Yeah. I think the biggest one I've ever caught is uh, 23 and a half. And I will give you the fisherman's tale and say that I've lost a couple that I could have swore were 26. <laughs> but <laughs> you know how that works. Yep. So what else? What uh, what do we well, got? What do we got coming up? Find the rods that uh, were in the shed collapse of the boat. That's, Ooh, that's yeah. Did uh, did we touch on that on any of our episodes? No, we. I think we briefly mentioned it when we were talking about the tournaments. Uh, What's an update though? You haven't given an update. On, update: uh, the, the roof is off. Uh, everything's out of the shed. The Lund took very little damage. The back of the seat, which is, I think it's aluminum plate in the back for support. It looked like a two-by-four rafter landed on the seat and put a small dent in it. And it had, the the boat looked like it had a tarp on it of snow and insulation. You got any pictures of Timmy? Yeah, I got pictures here. But we shoveled that out because the, the trailer overloads were were sacked out pretty bad. So we, we got all the snow and weight off of it, and I'll pull up a picture here. God, that sucks. I, I mean, at least, at least yours was uh, in a situation where somebody knew about it right away, and you're not, you know, showing up to your your summer hangout spot oh, or something where <clears throat> you don't have eyes on it all the time. That thing is just maxed. Like, you don't have eyes on it all the time, and you pull up, and you think you're well, going like, to get the boat out. and Say, like, you guys up in Akeley, like, if you never go up there all winter, like, anything can happen. We were actually just up there uh, this last weekend, and uh, checked out the shop, and... Anything wrong? Everything all right? A couple mice on the mousetraps, but uh, that's what to expect with just a shell of a building up. And other than that, no. I mean, we, we had to use the... The plow on the four-wheeler to bust through the plow ridge on the end of the road to get in. But once we got in, there was only, I don't know, three to six inches of snow on the roads, depending on where you were. That's so nice. we ran the plow around the loop a couple times to uh, kind of get it down to the gravel to help it melt a little bit. And I, I'd be willing to bet within the next... <laughs> I, I think by not this coming weekend, but by next weekend, you probably should be able to get... 
Yeah, I, I was gonna say within I would say three weeks max. Will I'm pulling be. up. I'm pulling up uh, Minnesota DNR state trails. I was gonna say when do they open the trails? That's a good call. Let's do it. Wanna because race flash? yeah, I uh, you already got it. I already got it here. Uh, so, ooh, Spider Lake still closed for spring closure in effect until further notice. That's one of the ones. I don't know what the trail systems up in Akeley are called, but I know Spider Lake is pretty close. That's one of the ones that I want to hit up this summer. And I'm going to look up Smoky Hills, too. And I'm looking up uh, Round River. Okay. Closed for normal. Right now, Smoky Hills is closed. Uh, 5-1 is when they are set to open, and it doesn't look like they have any uh, pushback dates on that because last year they pushed it back till about the end of May before they opened up the trails because of spring melt, spring closure, so they have that. Just so then the trails don't get rutted up right away. Right. But I know that over the winter, I don't know if it was it was said to open for ORV, ATVs, everything for Smoky or for Spider Lake over the winter, except their main snowmobile trail. So hmm. it'd be interesting to see if you got tracks to go out there in the middle of winter. I think that'd be fun to go out. Yeah, if you can actually get out there and go rip around with some tracks on, that'd be pretty sweet. That that's. That's one of my things next. This hopefully I uh, can save up some money here and and afford tracks track. before uh, ice fishing comes around, so I can get out more because I definitely needed them this year. Yeah, I'd saying that uh, the Round River, which is the Akeley area, and the Paul Bunyan, um, it's closed right now, but it's supposed to open five one. Hmm. So they're. I think they'll open five one because there's not a whole lot. There's still snow up there. Yes, I think, yeah, I think you'll find trees. some snow packs in like that shady area. But for those sunny areas that get the wind and sun, I doubt you'll see. And anything. Smoky Hills is kind of more where it'll open up pretty quick too. And I, I'm itching to get to Spider Lake, and I I had this plan. I'm gonna be out there right away in Spider Lake, but. It might not happen because of the spring melt. I yeah. I know they closed the snowville trails in March up there. The 30, 30 Yeah, they they stopped grooming it right closed. at the end of March. Yep. Yeah, and they closed them. So I'm sure it pissed off snowmobilers because they could have been snowmobiling in the middle of it. Like what? Well, because I know like up up north they've got like the land lease where they lease a bunch of like farmland that they run the trails through that ended like right at the end of march i think that's statewide yep which i think i think then everybody the snow conditions are kind of crappy to be out riding snowmobile anyways yeah, it's sticky and not sticky fun to... and then all hard hard packed stuff isn't yeah, fun to ride just, on yeah. trying to find uh spider lake on here i can't can't find it I know it's closed. Oh, there it is. Spider Lake Trails. See, it says the, something that doesn't Foothills say. State Forest. Uh, the Foothills is different, I think. No. Spider Lake Trails travels 29 miles throughout the Foothills State Forest. Yep. Trying to tell me I'm wrong. No, the, I'm thinking of uh, 
another Huntersville is the one I'm thinking of. Huntersville is not much for ATV. Is from it depends what on heard. what it depends on what you're looking to do. I've been there before. It it, it it's fun to ride on. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of uh, a lot more forest roads, but you can there's a lot of spots where you can get right down to the river and you can hang out. You can swim. You can, you know, hang out on the campground. Go up to the bar. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's there's plenty of plenty of things to do out there. It's uh, oh, I watched a watched a bar fight out there one time. That was fun. I had a fun fun free show there. With the little kids standing there going, Dad, no. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not even lying, dude. It's true. Yeah. I, <laughs> Flash is like, yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> uh, how many miles do you think Spider Lake has? Do not look it up. <laughs> I think Spider Lake has, I've looked at it before, like 40-ish miles. Uh, 29. 29. Uh, okay. A little, little off. What about... Um, let me see if I can find it again here. Uh, right here. What about a uh, Akeley? Uh, Come on, take a guess. You guys, I'll, I'll tell you who's closer. Jared, do you go first? And then we're just talking... Uh, 60. Okay. What are you... Uh, you That's like the whole down. trail system? Yep. Yeah. Probably 60 miles. I'd say 100. Ah, Flash won that one, uh, 113. I, I was just going to say up there, it gets to be a lot up there. There's a lot and a lot. I I know that the times that I've been riding up there, the I know I've been out a few different times, but we, we ran the Round River most of the times I was up there, and it's like I don't even, like, there's times where it's like this is a new area, and I've already been up here, and, like, I've seen these trails, but I haven't seen this trail system. So it it's a fun place to be at. I think Akeley, where you guys are, right off the trails, it, it's a perfect spot to go. You can ask for a better location. I mean, you're you're less than a half mile away from the lake. You've got the casino you can go to if you want to go waste your money. You've Shout got – you, <laughs> yeah, shout out the donkey. Uh, you've got the – uh, multiple bars and restaurants around there you can go eat at. You've got, like I said, the lake that you can go to. You can go fishing. There's a nice swimming area right there. Or you just got camp that you can hang out at. You've got the ATV trails you can go ride on. You've got, I mean, Walker is less than 20 minutes away. You can go, which is to Reeds and. Which is a popping town in the summer. Oh, and on the weekends. Oh, yeah, Walker is crazy. There's so many little boutique shops and. Yeah, like downtown Walkers. It's like probably one of the coolest downtown. Like it's very cool. Rural Not Minnesota. Like touristy, but like it kind of is though. I mean, you go you go there right now, and it's it's dead. dead. It's pretty dead. Yeah. I mean, there's on a there, weekend. I bet you'd be a little bit busy out in front of Reeds and that area, that that end of town. But yeah, talk about like the worst. Not like they're they're in a great spot for like for a store, but they have like the worst parking. At Reed's. So we went up to uh, Leech Lake this past winter, and it was when I was having auger issues, so I went to buy my new light flight. And we pulled up at like 8.50. It opened at 9. We opened at 10, whatever. We were there about 10, 15 minutes early. Two other cars standing there. Three minutes before that store opened, every single parking spot was full, and there were people lined up outside the door. I'm like... It's an outdoor store. Holy crap. Yeah, it's... Well, it's just like, where did all these people come from? Oh, it's just like Shields. Like, 
on like a Tuesday at nine o'clock, there's people there. Well, the other thing I've I've noticed is I will not go to Shields on the weekends anymore. Because okay, gotta flash, you got a story to tell. What happened? Uh, when you <laughs> almost get hit like three or four different times in the same time you're trying to leave the parking lot from people like backing. You don't know up. what they were buying. It could have been very important. Uh, yeah, I guess it's more important than what I was there for. What were you there for? Killing time. Mm. You got to have a goal, man. Last time I was there, I spent a lot of money. So, what'd you buy? A pistol. What'd you get? Uh, a Shadow Systems. It's like a Glock 19, but like Gucci'd up. Nice. Pretty nice. Flash, you still got both your ARs? Yep, still got both of them. When are you going to sell me one? How about I build you one and sell you that one? No, I just got to talk to you on the right day because last time I talked to you, it's, well, I can't shoot them both at the same time. Well, how much are you looking to spend? We'll talk offline. Why, you got one too? Oh, yeah. That you want to sell? Everything's for for sale. For the right (laughs) price, yeah. With or without the scopes. Oh, yeah. The scopes aren't going with it. No, I don't want the scopes because I'm going to buy a thermal scope. Don't ask why. Coyotes hunting. Yeah. I want a thermal scope. I want one too. Except they're upwards of a thousand. It it depends. Yeah, right around. They're a little pricey, yeah. But they're cool. We're going to have to do one. uh, like a gun episode. That'd be kind of cool. Everybody just goes through what, what firearms they have. That'd be, that'd be Mine's another short gun. and sweet. I've got, uh, I've got uh, one, two, three, four. Mm, I got two shotguns, two pistols, an AR, and a rifle. I got two different shotguns, a rifle, a hunting rifle, and then... Two ARs. I've got two pistols and two shotguns. Don't even have my own deer rifle yet. I'm pretty sure that's why I haven't killed a deer in the last, like, six years. But this is my year. We're going to get one with a bow and a rifle. Thank you. What were, you not, what were we talking about before we started talking about guns? You were talking about how you don't like shields anymore because you, you're never going to go No, I didn't say I don't like shields. I don't like shields on the weekend. People are just terrible at driving in this town. Yes, especially in oh, this town. Dude, it's bad. Actually, it's not. I don't know if we have any listeners in Missouri, but the people in Missouri, oh, my God. I When I went down to Tennessee to get my Razor, the worst part of that drive was it, anywhere in Missouri. You, you, As soon as you cross that line, you know you're in Missouri because, yeah, just come on, man. People flying everywhere. Their speed limits are weird down there. Yeah, and if you get a pulled over in, like, um, accident reduction zone, it's like, instead of a $80 ticket, it's like a $700 ticket. Perfect. Holy crap. Do it. To all, all of them. They all deserve it. There's guys down there, too, that are thinking the same thing. They're like, dude, yeah, he's not wrong. They set up speed traps. The city of St. Anne, we were down there for a trip, and we were on our way back. It was a Sunday morning. Dad's on the interstate, and it was the city of St. Anne. And there's not an exit to get into the city of St. Anne, but they have an accident reduction zone on the interstate through there. And they got my dad going like, I think it was like six over or something. And, yeah, it's not a cheap ticket. Like Minnesota. Tickets are expensive. Yep. One last little story before we round this one out. 
cameraman Cubby got pulled over in Minnesota for doing 15 over, I believe. Whoa. And his truck's all tinted out. And he had a fuzz buster. Ooh, another shame, shame. I'm sure he got quite a bit of points on his license now. No, nothing. A warning. The only And it was a trooper. The only thing that I can think of is that that trooper was going home. And he's like, dude, I'm not doing all this paperwork. Like, slow down. Get out of my sight. Get out of my state. <laughs> yeah. Go home. Yeah. What are you doing here, boy? You lost? <laughs> Back to North Dakota. They, they always, you know, Covey, Sean, and a couple of their buddies, they go up to the casino. Like, they'll pick a random, like, Thursday night. They'll leave at 9, 10 o'clock at night and come home at 6 in the morning. They'll go spend all night at the casino in Walker. Like a three-hour drive. Just because. No no planning, no rhyme or reason for it whatsoever. They just go to Walker. I have probably spent three hours in a casino and I spent 10 bucks and I decided that I was just going to watch my friends spend their money. <laughs> it's fun when it pays out. What are you uh, looking at? <clears throat> Yeah, when when it pays out, it's nice. But if uh, if you don't pay out, you can lose real quick. My problem is, I always set a limit, and mm. then I reach that limit, and then I extend that limit. <laughs> every time, never fails. On average, I'd say every time I go there, which isn't very often, but I'll I'll burn up two hundred bucks. Oof! I got two hundred dollars to spend somewhere else. So I'm gonna start having that mindset. You guys got anything to close out with? I got nothing. Well, good luck for everybody that's getting the spring turkey and fishing opener. Well, yep. It's not for a while, but just everybody stay can safe. get prepared for it and stay safe with this. I think it's almost time to stay off the ice. But well, I think we're well past that. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, from the pictures that I've been seeing of no, ice. No panfish is worth going out on the ice. Well, I saw Jason Mitchell was out two weeks ago or last week or this week. Yeah, he was waiting in his he underwear. He had to strip down to his underwear to get off the ice because the ice broke away from the shore because of the wind. Yeah, it's not worth it. Nope, time to call it quits. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for listening if you made it this far. Um, wherever you're listening, give us a, a rate and a follow, and that all helps. We appreciate the support, and we're going to have more episodes coming down the line. As always, our merch is up available on Instagram. There's a link, and we've got stickers. Whatever you want, just get a hold of us. So uh, until next time, we'll get back to you.